Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great day thus far. Thus far, great day. Great thus, day, day far. far. Right. I'm so glad we got that kind of like cleared up. Yeah, every permutation. Though I know you're not really having a great day thus far. I'm running late. I'm so sorry. Literally, I like did a panel this morning. Oh. No big deal. Yeah, just like kind of like a huge convention, you know? Talking about the business of podcasting, business of social media. What was the convention? Ad week, colon, social media week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, and there was tons of toasters in attendance. My, I, I see the agency, agency toasters. Like, they're alive and well. Yeah, no, we have every We have agency community. I believe that. Yeah, and it was great and it went so well and literally took me almost two hours to get home. You know when you're like a fucking road raging? Like I was gonna put my hands around someone's neck and choke them out and it was gonna be the fucking crossing guard in Queens. Like what's, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing? Like if I seem a little on edge today, that's fucking why. Oh my God, I was like no, literally. No, you need to get it out of your system. I was crawling out of my motherfucking fucking skin in the back of this motherfucking car you're gonna have to get it out of your system now we honestly you continue to like talk about it I, until it's I don't want to talk about it like it's seriously trauma I don't want to talk about it okay but I'm just saying if I seem a little on edge today it's because I literally almost choked a person okay and that person's not gonna be me no 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 it would have been the crossing guard in Queens great but you're not feeling choky now you don't want to send someone to the chokey? I don't want to send someone to the chokey. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> because we'll see you what, like it. Mm, because I like it. Well, um, you look great. So that's a good happenstance thank from you. the event. I was really like excited to come on here and like, you know, be delightful. But, you know, life gets in the way when you live yeah. in New York City. Yeah. So we're recording late today. The episode will be up late. Sorry, guys. But we have so much to do today. Um, we are all caught up. Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. We watched it all. I actually am all caught up on Real Housewives of New Jersey. Cool. Did you see that Bo Deedle is like yes. the center of the drama? I saw that in page six Because today. there's a lot of talk about private investigators. Uh-huh. And Louis like made an offhand remark in the finale. He's like, I know things about all of you guys. Bo Deedle. Just basically implying that he... Hired an me. investigator for And him. then on Watch What Happens Live, he cleared it up. He was like, I was just saying stuff. And then Bo Deedle said he did not work with Louis and investigate housewives. Right. 
so why the fuck did you bring it up? Like, it was so weird. Louis so fucking yeah, toxic and weird. Yeah, he seems like crazy, so. He's certifiable. And honestly, before the finale party, which was like this crazy explosive party, he was like me, like like right now with like, he was fucking activated about some shit. Like his face was so fucking red. He was like ready to choke someone. And the party hadn't even started. How was the season? I'm not gonna lie, I did skip some of the early episodes. Like it was, it Until was it boring. Got to the tea. But I, I apparently like Melissa and Teresa are irreparable. Like, and I wanted to know what happened. And I've seen so much chatter online, like Team Tree. And I'm, I'm like, oh okay, I've been Team Melissa this whole time. But like, let's see what's up. I'm still Team Melissa. Of course you are. No, it's people are insane. No, but you typically don't agree with. We typically don't agree with. The masses on Housewives. But then takes. I did a poll on my Instagram and it was, I was just genuinely curious. I'm like, are people team tree now? And it was 75% Melissa. So I just think maybe like. But that's your fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe I, like I attract, you know, logical energy. Yeah. yeah. But we, as discussed, like the Bravo fans. Is all over the place. Can be wrong. They do buy tickets to Tom Sandoval's and the most extras. Right. Speaking of um, Real Housewives, I wanted to tell you about this event I went to last night for Lemmy, the, uh, gummy vitamin company that Kourtney Kardashian started with Simon. They hosted like an event to celebrate the fact that they're being sold in Ulta. And I got seated next to Uba. I saw on your Instagram. Who is one of the new Real Housewives of New York. And you know, I don't want to be a freak. Like obviously like I knew who she was. She was like, Uba. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Claudia. Um, and then we like started chit-chatting. We like ch- talked the whole time. And then by the end I could be like, yeah, bitch, I know. Like I know everything. Um, she like actually made me want to watch the show. She's a delight. Like she's so funny. She's an amazing story. I couldn't believe when she told me she's 40. I literally thought she was 18 like she's stunning you would have thought she's like at the height of her modeling career I mean just just a real delight and she was so we had like a deep convo you know yeah she is very religious but she was saying she eats halal and I was telling her how we eat kosher and she's like I eat at kosher restaurants pretty much exclusively because kosher food is considered halal and she was like have you been to pastrami queen I'm like have I been to pastrami she's like I got a sandwich here every day like she was just so cool and she actually really made me want to watch the show and she was like telling me she was like getting me hyped about it she's like it's really good okay and she really is like so fabulous that I'm like well maybe the group is fabulous like she was oozing just like fabulosity city and beauty and glamour well last night during Vanderpump Rules there was a commercial for mm-hmm. New Housewives and like you said it was just like them smiling there was no footage, footage but it was giving like season one Real Housewives of New York just like here's the cast and then literally right after I saw that I saw Uba on your Instagram story and that's how I knew who no, she was and we shared a cab home like we're like best friends like wow. she was like let's go do dinner and I didn't know if like she meant it but like I'm gonna be following up for like dinner plans at pastrami queen literally literally <laughs> it was just it was fabulous like I was just not expecting to like make a new best friend oh I'm so happy for no, you we really connected on a deep level like my half of the table like we got deep we were talking about like religion there was another girl there who was Jewish and Israeli so we were just like getting deep that's so great yeah we were just kind of like holding court at the end of the table you know that's so great. And how was the rest of the event? It was fabulous. How was the, food, the Satchel? The food. I, I, I heard that Snatchler was Satchel there. Satchel was there. Satchel was in attendance. Satchel had to go uh, to another thing. So she like left kind of early. Which kind of, op- kind of opened me up to like, opened my heart up to Uba. Like, yeah. you know, when you get to go, it's such a privilege to get to go to these events like with a built-in plus one because Margot's obviously like an influencer. So, you know, people really show up to these things. They're, it's a seat of dinner. It's not a free-for-all. People show up by themselves and it can be hard. But you and, have to put yourself out there. But having a built-in satch is amazing. But it is a crutch. Because you could be clicky. We were. You know, we're the worst. And once she left, I felt like, you know, I got to I gotta do my thing. And I opened my heart up to receive love from That's Uba. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and Uba has known Taylor Strecker forever. So I felt like that was like a good... Um, 
like starting conversation like hey like I know Taylor and she was telling me how she knew Taylor when she was married I didn't know Taylor when she was married she was like it was she was just explaining to me she was like two different Taylors like it was I actually like I was like jealous that she knew Taylor Strecker like I don't know that part of Taylor yeah she was like it was so crazy that's crazy. I know. That's like when we watch trolled vlogs. Exactly. JTV. <laughs> Check it out. Um, so it was really a fabulous night out with the girlies. And then I ran home. I was like, I'm going to leave early and just run. But I was having such a nice time and the food was so good. I was like, why should I run? And then I did end up running home. But I stayed like a good amount of time. And we watched Vanderpump Rules. And Ben was like, oh, I want to go to sleep. I'm like, shut up. And he was obsessed. No, all day Zach was like, do you know what tonight is? <laughs> I was like, yeah, we were so excited to watch YouTube TV. Like I crapped out last night at the second half of Watch What Happens Live. I Googled, I like looked on Twitter and I think it was because of the NBA game that was happening. Like Andy said it was because of Ariana. I know. <laughs> um, and then I gave up and I went to sleep. So I might have missed the latter half of Convo. It was fine. Honestly, it, it you know, Andy, he like. Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. There's no real, rapid fire. There's no real conversation ever yeah. I watched Robin's Live. And that's probably my biggest pet peeve with it. Having said that, last night's episode, I just needed answers. And it was literally question. It was like a toss back. Question, answer, question, answer. And you know what? It was actually a good episode. Yeah. She looked great. I enjoyed what I watched up until it gave out. Has anybody ever said or thought that Ariana Maddox looks like Serena Kerrigan? Because when she walked out, I was like, oh my God, it look, I literally thought it was Serena Kerrigan. Good call. Right? And maybe it was just the hair up. Serena always wears her hair up like that with the two pieces. But I was just like, oh my God. So I, and I was just with Serena. I was like. They I don't think, not look alike. They don't not look alike. Like a lookalike. Like a lookalike. So we've got a great show. Um, programming update. I think a lot of people predicted this. We're going to move to your toasters that we missed yesterday because of the construction. Let's do tomorrow when it's like low key. Today I need to just catch up. Like we need to just chat. Yeah. And it's already late. That would make the episode right. up later. So we'll do it tomorrow. And I feel good about getting I feel good advice about, on a Friday. I feel good about that too. I just hope everyone whose quandaries are waiting, like they can wait one more day. Yeah. Hopefully there's nothing yeah, urgent. Like, like timely. Yeah. Yeah. How was your night? My night was... Look at me over here just talking about myself. So unlike me. My night was lovely. It was low-key. Did you watch Vanderpump Rules Live with commercials? Yes. M- most... Like, we started maybe, like, eight minutes in. We paused a few times. Streisand had to go out. Of course you uh, did. So we watched some of the commercials, which was actually nice. I got to see that Bravo commercial, the Uber One commercial that played every five minutes. Uh, the commercials, like, weren't bad. Somebody was saying, like... And it gave you- me time to, like, digest the last minutes of content that I just saw because like I don't know what I'm going to say or the first story is going to be obviously a recap of the finale and all the news that's come out I don't know what I have to say about it because it was just a lot like it wasn't like oh the tea was spilled it wasn't it was just emotional it was it felt wrong to be watching such such things I understand what you mean you know I don't have a hot take to share yeah no me neither I just like could not believe what I was watching I know that 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 it happened, that you know they have to go and have these conversations now. That yeah. we're seeing them. It's so personal. It, I, I really was just like in awe. Yeah, I did see um, somebody on Twitter point out how like the first before Scandal broke, like the first couple episodes this season, the sponsors like the commercials oh, yeah, were like literally. Um, like diet pills, like literally fraudulence. And literally it was like Clorox. It was the best of the best. Uber Eats last night, like premium Super Bowl placement. Yeah, because if I'm an advertiser, oh. I want to buy an ad on the finale of Vanderpump Rules. But you know who got an ad in? 
Who? Shannon Bedore's little tincture company. Did she? When I was fast forwarding, I saw her face. QVC, I, like. You know how she does her ads? Yeah. No, not QVC. Um, you know, she does her the little tinctures. wellness. The tinctures. Yeah. Oh, they not sold on QVC? That's something else? That was when she was doing meals, right? Yeah, uh, frozen meals, yeah. So, yeah, she has her little tinct. Like, I saw her face when I was scrolling, so she got an ad. I love the word tincture. I know. I don't think I've ever taken a tincture. But I love a tincture. I think you should take a tincture. And I think it should be Shannon's tincture. I think maybe you should buy me a tincture. I think that I will. So you could leave it in the studio and never open it. Literally. Literally. Um, all right. I feel like perhaps we should just dive in. Perhaps we should dive into the Fast Five stories that you need to know today. And today's episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Lululemon was made to stretch. Their shorts are flexible and supportive, and the infinite ways of work uh, with the infinite ways of working out, they give you the courage to leap into something totally new and unexpected. So their hottie hot short is a short with a comfortable range of motion and a flattering fit. They allow you to max your stride so you can move freely with confidence. Their lightweight fabric lets in airflow so you can move without baggage, and they're designed to wick away sweat before you even notice it's there. They also have the Wonder Train short, the short with a super supportive stretch that also keeps you dry. They're powered by the Everlux fabric. The Wonder Train collection manages heat and sweat so you stay comfortable and focused. So the sweat wicking and quick drying fabric absorbs absorbs moisture and wicks sweat during even the most intense training. Lululemon is just a brand you can trust. Like if you know you're going to be out here working up a sweat, working nine to five, you know that once you get something from Lululemon, the quality is going to sustain itself all the way through your journey. Mm -hmm. They also have the pace breaker shorts for men. They're a versatile short that is up to any challenge. Their ultra lightweight fabric means you can train, move and stretch how you want without the baggage. I love all of the shorts from Lululemon. I really like the built in wick proof material it's really really absorbent even if you're not working out but you're just a person who sweats it's the summer it's the summer not all of us will be in our you know freezing cold offices 24 7 it's really a nice touch so you can get into the lululemon shorts at lululemon.com that's l-u-l-u lemon.com lemon it's wednesday Lemon, it's a tincture. Today's episode is also brought to you by Modern Fertility. For a lot of us, the start of a new year feels like the right time to schedule doctor's appointments and check in with where you're at health-wise. But what about your reproductive health? If you've always been a big fan of planning ahead like we have, scheduling trips, plotting out career moves, figuring out what you're doing with kids is is a big one, I'm not gonna lie. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to let your to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average person your age. You also get other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means so you can also download the results with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600 but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only 179 and if you go to modernfertility.com toast you can get 20 dollars off your test it also um can get reimbursed for the test through your fsa or your hsa so if you want kids today or maybe someday in the future clinically sound information about your body can help make the decision that's right for you right now modern fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast. That's modernfertility.com slash T-O-A-S-T. T-O-A-S-T. Modernfertility.com slash toast. 
Okay, our first story, Vanderpump Rules recap. Yep. We're going to talk about the episode, and then there's some like news stories of things that people have said. Also, allegedly, it came out yesterday that they broke up. Right, but then Ariana addressed that on the show. But let's just go with what we saw last night, the Vanderpump Rules finale, Scandaval, starting two days after that Watch What Happens Live episode, two days after Ariana found the video on Tom's phone, cameras started filming. There were a few moments I was actually really moved by. Okay. Um... First, Ariana telling us that Lisa offered her a place to stay. That was very sweet. Yeah. Ariana showing up at Lisa's house and just kind of like collapsing in her arms. Like I'm, this episode actually really endeared me to Lisa Vanderpump. And I kind of understood her role. Her role in the show has seemed kind of irrelevant in recent years. Like nobody really works at the restaurant. But she really is this like maternal wise figure. And I actually ended up like really enjoying her presence on last night's episode. I also was really endeared by the conversation um, not really a conversation, but just Ari, uh, Sheena sharing the anecdote about how this is so hard for her, you know, breaking up with Sandoval, obviously. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever, Sheena. But then she was like, no, you know, we've been doing this for so long. And in the beginning, you really forget, like, nobody wanted Sheena around. They really tried to ice her out of the show. People, I was watching this morning while I was getting ready. They were playing old episodes on Bravo. They were so fucking mean to her, those girls. Like, and like ruthlessly, like, really evil. And when they were at the Upfronts, this big event, they were like these new starlets and Sandoval really made it a point to include her on the carpet. Like I actually was moved by that and I thought she wasn't being dramatic, like crying over her relationship no, with Sandoval. I didn't think she was being dramatic and I actually thought it was really necessary for Sheena to have a breakdown. Yep. Given what we saw all season and that. like her blind defense of Raquel. Raquel against Katie, who now like Ariana's experiencing on a much larger level, exactly what Katie experienced with uh, Schwartz mm -hmm. and Raquel when like everybody made her like feel so crazy. And so I actually really felt like I didn't even realize this, but that Sheena needed to have like this moment of just like a complete reversal of, of how she feels about Raquel and how she feels about Sandoval, co considering she was so wrong. And I felt like in her conversation with Sandoval, like, like, what she was saying was very real and I appreciated how hard it was for her. Yeah, I also appreciated like Brock taking Summer to the park and getting out of town, you know? Yeah, and being like, you put us in a bad position, bro. Go, I, go. Yeah. Here's your package. <laughs> I, here's your package. I also, like not Brock thinking that Sandoval brought them a gift and he was like, no, it was outside. Yeah. Um, Brock was on Watch Happens Live in the audience and Andy was like, I love your haircut. He really does look so good. He does look so good. I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I'm here for him in general and at this stage, like I'm obviously here for Sheena, but just watching this whole season back, like, she did. It did not look good for her. No, she looked she really stupid. Wrong on every count. Yeah, like every hill she died on, except maybe the hill with like Katie and the wedding. But every other hill, but even that but was no, stemmed we, from Raquel. But yes, and that she even overplayed with her hand with saying like, you can't come to the preferred pool. I actually don't think she overplayed her hand. Like, I know what we know now. Like, Katie didn't just decide to take a vacation. Like, Katie had to go. It was a cast trip. Like, she had to go. She had no choice. Um... But, but like that's for Sheena. To say like you can't come to the preferred pool. Like you don't own this hotel. I know, but like she shouldn't come to the preferred pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, she shouldn't want to go. Right. But she shouldn't. She doesn't need. To she be shouldn't told. be kicked off you the premises. Be, like yeah, yeah. No, and sending Raquel was obviously like not the greatest idea. Right. Um, so other points in the episode that were highlights, uh, the one minute we got of James Kennedy, like, I wish we got more. He's so funny. It's like, crazy how James and Lala really weren't in the episode that much, considering, like, on social media, they were some of the loudest voices. Yeah, but I guess, like, it, as it pertains to the storyline, no, like, they're, they're really, like, level C. Like, it's, like, Tom, Ariana, and Raquel, the core. Then it's, like, really Katie, Schwartz, Sheena. Yes. Then it's everyone else. Well, that's just, like, James and Lala, right? Right. Yeah, except for like James is Raquel's ex. Yep. And Lala is the one who's been like pushing this narrative. Yeah. Lala's the one who was right about her. Yeah. No, for sure. They really weren't in a, a lot, but that scene at their apartment like was funny. Yeah. 
It was crazy. It's crazy that James just like called her up just to yell at her. I'm I was shocked she picked up. Yeah. And then the the kind of big scene. There was, were so many big scenes. I know. One of the big scenes was Raquel's apartment with Tom. And I think everyone like collectively clenched their buttholes when he was talking about his family saying, you know, they love you. And she thought he said, I love you. And she was like, I love you too. Yeah, but it's nice to know they're in love and that they and that they say it to each other. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the excitement and, and potentially, I don't think that they're broken up. I think that report is false. But if they are broken up, I feel like, you know, part of the excitement with an affair is, you know, the salaciousness of it all and doing it behind and like knowing it's wrong. And then when, when that kind of... Um, I literally can't relate to that. Like no, doing something not. and knowing it's wrong makes Kill it me. not fun for me. Kill me. But that is like... How what happens some like crazy people feel yeah right and I think for Tom who's like clearly chasing some sort of high in his life I think the the rebellious nature of the romance is probably what drew him to it a lot and once once that's over you know you're left with the person in front of you and I don't know if there is this like deep romantic perfect match connection between the two of them and I could almost feel him like last night just being like like not as excited about it anymore. Like he kept talking about how we have this deep connection and then he gets there and it was like, yeah, I know they were holding back for the cameras, but it wasn't, didn't seem like this great love. Like, I don't know. It, it felt more like a real love and a relationship to me than I thought it was going to, especially since they were like saying things, like just cause I, I've never seen them like together like that. So them like agreeing that it's like weird to be in front of cameras and, and do what they do. I felt like, they have that relationship. I think the rebellious nature of it definitely is attractive for them. But I also think, you know, it's the newness for Tom. Like he likes things that are shiny, shiny. and new. And I think even if he's able to have like a real relationship with Raquel, it will be new for a while and he will still be into it. Like it was with Ariana. a point. Yes. Yeah. But he also like, I think the, the hovering theme here is that he's 40 and he's having a serious midlife, mid-life. crisis. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that he's 40 and he's going to his girlfriend's apartment with the lights, the galaxy lights. It's so stupid. It's so... It's childish. It's so childish, immature, and he has no idea who he is. They're perfect for each other because she has no idea who, who she, she is. is. No, that's so true. And what's just so crazy to me is why Ariana was so ride or die for him. Like, I know. No matter how bad their relationship... It's, it's, it's admirable, but why? Right, like we found he out last night. He had, night. She knew about Miami Girl. So this is somebody who I has cheated on I you. I can understand forgiveness. I That doesn't even shock me so much. But he doesn't come home at night. You guys don't have a good relationship. Like mm-hmm. you don't have an intimate relationship. Like what is there? Like, And he's also a fucking loser. There's, and she's cool. So what, like what does she admire about him? Yeah, no, I'm not sure. But, you know, you get comfortable and like you just things work and they're fine. Like that's what happens to a lot of people. And so for sure, like Tom's not wrong in saying like this relationship should have ended. Sure. I think probably they both would have agreed with that. Yeah. But like this is not how you do it. No. Oh, my God. No, no, not at all. And I, I will be curious for the reunion like to hear because Tom said on the show a few times to different people, including Ariana, that he tried to break up with her. Yeah. And that there were different responses of like literally no. Yep. Um, she threatened to kill herself. Kill herself. Like so. On and Watch then, Happens on Live last night. She, on Watch Happens Live she said he never tried to break up with her. Right. So I, I want to see them have that conversation. Yeah. Well, so that's how the reunion is laid out. I think it's. Tom and Ariana solo. Tom, Ariana, Raquel. Big group without Raquel with Sheena. Big group without Sheena with Raquel. Wow. That's how I think it goes. 
Yeah, and they're not talking about the rest of the season. They're not. No, I saw um, an art that the um, one of the producers was like talking about casting. They're not. They're not filming yet. They're taking like a a minute to sort out their casting stuff because they're in kind of a tough spot. Nobody will film with Tom and Raquel, obviously. Mm. But Tom and Raquel are the story. Oh yeah, no. But so I can't believe we've gotten this far without talking about Schwartz. Hate. Hate Schwartz. Hate, like hate, I kind of. Hate. Like, and this whole time, he's always been this person. He's always been this loser who would, like, do anything for his loser friend who doesn't respect his wife. Like, he's always been this person, but for some reason, like... He's gotten fan, away with it. He's gotten away with it. The fans, like, the fans are like, oh, sure, it's so cute. Myself like, included. It wasn't until this season, like, even in the last few weeks that I've come to despise him. I've actually always thought he was, like, cute, puppy dog, endearing. Right. Sweet, means well, nice guy. Right. And so I think he's really having some sort of identity crisis like he was just beloved and he could act like an animal and he did and he would make poor choices he cheated on katie remember he made out with a girl but everyone was shorty, shorty, shorty. and to in a dime like have like all the consequences of your actions like show up at your front door in this huge way like he's really struggling and the way he won't even slightly like be angry at sandoval is so psychotic to me yeah well he he said a little bit when he spoke to ariana that he's upset with he didn't sandoval. say it to sandoval no no he didn't say it to sandoval and now we could see how that first apology note from sandoval Why it made was. its way and it's just like schwartz being so fucking dumb to really like i understand that his business is suffering and, and that must be hard and really the hardest part like yes everybody's feelings are hurt but i'm sure on a personal level for schwartz like his p- parents or his family invested in it he invested yeah. it. he lost his marriage over it he has people working line for of him. credit everything is on yeah. the line for him and that is like aside from you know getting hate tweets and yep. mean comments like that's fucking that's real. real i get that yeah but he doesn't even have like the uh, self-awareness. self-awareness to be like sandoval you need to put out a statement like about the situation not just about the business no they're just like and i remember it when it happened like they were just panicked about the business and i do think in the end this ultimately will be a good thing for the business. I don't think like the destruction of the business, like it's going to be collateral because at the end of the day, like it is the setting now behind like one of the greatest, most scandalous reality TV moments in history. Like I do think it will end up being like a good thing for the restaurant. I don't know. He said on Watch What Happens Live that people are like coming in mostly to, you know, like, and, and I think Schwartz like shows up every day and like sits down with people and talks about it just to like give them an experience. Aww. Like, you know, it's like come to Schwartz that's and Sandy's if you want to talk to me about Scandal. Right, like, right. I'm that's what, like Lala's selling merch. He's right. selling himself. Right. Um, which isn't like the worst idea I've ever heard. But I don't know if the, like their restaurant can withstand like this period of boycott. Yeah, yeah. But is the period still going on? I felt like it was over. I feel like it's still going on. It's still, like the episode just aired. Right. And then we're going to have a reunion. Like, I don't know what's going on over there. I will say, like, major kudos to Bravo. I think they've really handled the whole thing very well. Kind of embargoing, you know, Ariana until tonight. And then she was on the Today Show this morning. I thought the editing in the beginning of the episode was excellent. Ben was on the edge of his fucking seat. He couldn't believe it. He was also cackling at everything Tom Schwartz said like he was like this guy is so dumb Schwartz yeah like everything that just came out of his mouth he really he doesn't think like how is this next sentence gonna make me look yeah because he's just always said what comes to mind and people have loved it eaten it up yeah but no the chickens are coming home to roost like Ben was cracking up when he got to Katie's he was like can I have a coke and she was like yeah sure and he took a beer like like little dumb things like that which is really like what people have loved about Schwartz this whole time but it's just not fucking cute anymore no like it's annoying no no um what else I felt like the the initial conversation 
you know, the sit down of the century between Ariana and Tom who are still living in the same house. It's Which so crazy. Crazy. But, the, you know, me and Ben were having this conversation like, they split that house. Right. And, of and course, they put all their Vanderpump money into this house. Like, who? The, I'm not fucking leaving. You no, leave. She shouldn't leave because he should leave. But if he's not leaving, like, she should go stay with a friend. Like she said, Lisa right, offered. offered. Sheena had Raquel staying with her at That's one point. Crazy. Like, there's a million places she could go. I'm sure she's gotten reached out to by literally everyone Hotel. on Hotel. Oh, a hotel. Airbnb should really... Oh, by the way, marketing idea for Airbnb. Give her a house Give until a house. this crazy lunatic leaves. That's actually a very good idea. It's insane that she's in the same house as him. It's nuts. And when they sat down for that conversation, I actually thought she was much more measured and, you know, calm, even though, she, you know, she wasn't that calm, than I would have been. Like, I thought yeah. she, she really had an... She took the time to think about what she wanted to no, say. And, like, sometimes you know what you want to say, but your emotions just yep. cloud everything. And she was crystal fucking clear. Yeah. It was a great time in her grieving process to have the conversation because it was just straight anger, anger facts. And then like when she goes over to Lisa, she can just Sob. fall apart. Um, when Tom went over to Lisa's that, I'm sorry, like I was not fucking okay cracking up. <laughs> this man, I don't know, like he's so weird looking like in this current era with his floppy hair and his mustache and the nail polish and like the punk rock outfits. Like he's so unserious and he thinks he's a rock star and so he's like having this fake panic attack like cry breakdown. You think it was fake? Uh, beyond. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. It was I don't so think it was fake. I just want to say it doesn't mean I feel sorry for him. I just want to say I don't think it was fake and I think to go through I think a part of him is enjoying all the attention attention um a part of him is like he ruined his life what is he gonna do to go through what he's gone through and not break down at one point and have a panic attack um would be psychotic I'm sorry I actually take it back I don't think it was fake I just don't think he was crying about what he said he was crying about I don't think there's really any love lost for for him to Ariana I think he's crying about the fact that like his band is his gonna situation. trouble and yeah his situation like oh people don't like me and he's Agreed. this crazy narcissist he's not crying because this is the last conversation he might ever have with Ariana no, he don't give a no. shit no 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 he's crying because his world has imploded right and, and he hit the button and he was really able to act like such an ass for so long but like for some reason like the Bravo fans lived for it and he was able to like open this restaurant and be Lisa's number one and get Tom Tom and start the band like he was able to do all this even as the worst yeah so he just took the worst like a little too far this time he didn't know where where he could take it yeah it was crazy it was honestly historic Ariana was so beautiful and really just very well spoken very measured on Watch What Happens Live and he was eating it up it was it was just historic yeah it was it was really crazy what do you think of Kristen coming back I needed more. I mean, she's so mature. And, you know, Ariana, like, had you know, started to apologize because, you know, how you get them is how you lose them. And Ar Kristen didn't even want to hear it. Yeah. She's so mature. She's so lovely. I off, off camera, a lot of them are really good friends with Kristen. I know. So many of the fans were like this, They you know, were healing. Like, that. the yeah. fact that Kristen and Ariana were hugging. But, like, they're very close. such good friends for such a long time. Like, this isn't new. No. So it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like this has brought them together at all. No. I did cringe, like, my face off when at the end they were like, ashes to ashes, oh. dust to dust dust no matter the day we choose to slay we slay I was like, we I'm, must slay we must slay we must <laughs> i was like passing away me and ben were like gripping each you other have to remember they're still in la no i know and they're just like chuggy millennials but like it was too much like it, it was, was actually too much <laughs> i totally agree slay we must yeah <laughs> I, I actually like i needed to go to the hospital it was so painful call um, an ambulance for me <laughs> I also thought it was really interesting that Ariana um, has been watching so much TikTok. 
Really? She said that on Watch Happens Live and she also said it today on The View. That's not, that's or the not crazy show. to me. No, but she's getting like, she's like, I'm literally being targeted with like all this content about myself. Like people making like music videos and she's like, it's just weird. That's funny. Yeah. But it's probably also helpful for her because they're probably pulling up old scenes that she's seeing and she's able to like contextualize Dissect. them now and be like, oh shit. Yeah. Andy was also like, you know, at the end of the day, like all this crazy, this was like the last question, so you probably didn't hear it. All this crazy stuff, like endorsements, there's talks of her being on Dancing with the Stars, you're going on The View and the Today Show. Um, like all in all, net, net. You okay? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, it's really crazy. Like she didn't want to say, but like, I, you know what? I, it actually made me think about all the girls whose best friends sleep with their boyfriends and don't get to go on Dancing with the Stars. Like the situation... <laughs> probably remedied itself. Like she was too booked and busy and famous and popular to really spend that much time being down. Like almost immediately she was out here. She's in an ad campaign for Bloomingdale's. Like there's all this stuff. She's on Comedy Central. Like I don't really feel like she could have been that sad after that. No, I agree. And it's like before Scandaval, she's in like a miser a, a, an admitted miserable relationship disconnected from the biggest loser in the world. Yep. And she's always been like a constant on the show, but never the, the star. star or anything. And I also don't think that's that important to her, but like, because she would be crazier if it was. Mm -hmm. But so that's where she was before Scandaval. Yeah. Okay, so your best friend betrayed you and slept with your and life that's partner. Terrible. And that's really fucking terrible. But you are the biggest star in the world. Everybody loves you. Every door is open to you. Everybody supports you. You every like you are universal and nobody is. You are universally loved. But I guess, like if you think about it, like before she, even though Sandoval sucks and we hate him, like yeah. she thought like, and she doesn't have a lot of um, like close family. I think. Yeah. Um. Well, she has her mom and her brother. She has never oh, had I'm sorry. Her, or, Sheena read Tom, uh, Tom Sandoval to absolute right. filth when he was like, she said she was going to kill herself, which Ariana says is not true. What was I supposed to do? And she's like, you call me, you call Jeremy, you call, you fly Tanya in. Yeah. Like, she had the fucking answers. I'm like, yes, Sheena. It's so true. It was but a so, perfect answer. But I feel like she only has like a few close people in her life. So like she thought she had that with Tom. Yeah. Even though, you know, it wasn't the spiciest, most exciting relationship after nine years. It was stable. It, it was like you you had what you thought was loyalty in your man and your best friend. And to lose that, even though you could go on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and the no, you right. like, None of that it, really matters. It, it like kind of shakes you to your core. Yeah. I will say there were some things that came out of Tom Sandoval's mouth last night that I found like genuinely shocking. Like even for a narcissistic fucking psychopath like Such him. Such as? Why don't you tell her? Well, I just figured she'd follow me and figure it out. Oh my God, that was crazy. That, that was like a next level subhuman to even conjure up a thought like that. You it's have to her be fault for not, diabolically fucking insane. It's her fault for not following insane. him up on his lies. But also, but by like, the way, he was lying about a lot, but he wasn't lying about going to Schwartz. How much of their affair was taking place at Schwartz's house? No, I think that it was, well, I mean, On, on Watch Live, Ariana said, when he said that, I was shocked because I was looking at his location and he was at Schwartz's. Oh, that's crazy. With Raquel. With Raquel. But he could also just go to Raquel's. Right, but I guess like... Not as frequently. Like, he was hiding something. So he was doing like a decent job of covering it up. She, yeah, no, it's also... It's like if you want to get caught, which is what it sounds like mm -hmm. when you say, follow me, then why are you deleting everything off your phone? Right. When she says, let me look at your phone, there you go. Oops, sorry. So much of the shit... Like when he started to yell at her in the opening scene, I'm like, you sit down. That's crazy. Even if you have thoughts, you sit down and you just fucking take no, it. It's crazy that in like the first second of like there's gonna be waves of this and maybe at like wave five he could retaliate explain, 
where he was at you know like because i do want to know like mentally how How did we get to this place but in wave one you sit there and you fucking take it and and you you just say sorry 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 but he's such a narcissist like you could true and he really is like a true narcissist true narcissists can really only apologize and take accountability like if at all, a very limited amount. Like until they're like, well, I was wrong. Right. I feel like I deserve love and a deep connection. Like he's incapable of swallowing his pride and just being wrong. Yeah. Because he really is honestly not okay. No. And now I want to talk about this rumor that they broke up. Okay, so there's- How? She's- Locked up. She's sending him letters, yeah, Ariana she said. She is locked up. So I just want to say, like, we, there were was chatter. All kind of, we were all kind of wrong. We thought she just yep. went to a retreat. Canyon but Ranch. she's sending snail mail. She's in a facility. She's in a facility. So if she can't even, like, talk to him on the phone, she's sending him letters, they ain't breaking up. Unless I had a thought last night that the letter that came to him a few days ago oh. said, Tom, we have to end things. Oh. Well, here's the thing. I think about how this could play out in future seasons, this upcoming season specifically. And if Raquel and Tom break up, I can see a world in which Raquel kind of positions herself, she's just in this facility, positions herself as like a victim of Tom Sandoval. And maybe in a very long time and in a very slow way, she slowly makes her way back to the group as like an outsider. And Tom Sandoval becomes the sole villain of this saga. I don't think so. I think I don't think Tom Sandoval will ever come back from this. I don't I couldn't predict which one would, but the only thing that would bring him back is the fact that they have like a history, you know? Yeah. It's been 15 years like Sheena said. Like with Raquel, they've known this bitch 3 years they, and it turns they out owe nothing they, to her. they didn't know her after. They owe all. her nothing. So I I could see, I think she'll go that route. I think that's really the only road to go down if they do break up that like that she was a victim of his. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to work for anyone. No, they're These really, girls are hardened. They're better off just falling in love. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. So it, it when they are, like, it, it will be so weird if they just dissolve and break up and it was like all of this was for nothing. Yeah. I also felt like that last night they did a really good job of, like, kind of explaining how deep so many of these relationships go. Like, I totally forgot Ariana was a groomsman. Yeah. Like... And I thought when she sat him down and her being so clear, like, I will not associate with one person that is friends with him. So you and I are done. Have a nice life. Like, I think that A, that's really healthy. B, it was very, like, savage of her. But then on Watch Happens Live, he was like, well, what about Lisa? Well, Lisa is in a a different position. They're business partners. And, like, the the relationships, they're not friends. Like, she said, I want him mutual friends with him. But, like, it's not a friendship that they have. And I do think that I, I don't fault Lisa for lending an ear no. to Tom Sandoval and it's not like she's like saying patting him on the back she's giving him hard truths like that doesn't really bother me so much no me neither but it's also like Lala literally said the same thing this season about like Randall yep. and Tom Schwartz yep. and how come that wasn't met with yep. such acceptance yep 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 like Randall's uh, an actual like alleged deviant right um and nobody respected that. And nobody respected that. It's like, oh, Lala's being intense. One other thing I will say that I really liked was the complete breaking of the fourth wall. <laughs> they talked about the fact that they're on a show, they have fans, they're famous, there's press, there's Us Weekly. To a degree, they talked about it, but I also like that they didn't, I actually feel like they, they punctured the fourth wall, but they didn't completely break it. Which I like. They were yeah. honest about certain things, but like we're still filming a show and there's still a semblance of But like the elephant in the room go. is like, we're all stars. Like they don't really talk about that ever. Like they're just supposed to be like yes. normal people in WeHo. It was helpful. Yeah. It was extremely well done. 
Yeah. It was sad. It was sad. No, I'm telling you, like, I wasn't, like, lapping it up. Oh, I was also shook that we got one scene with Raquel. I thought there would be a, a little bit more. It literally, when that screen came up and said she turned off her phone, nobody's heard from her for weeks, I was shocked. Especially since she seemed decently comfortable in the filming setting. Like when, Yeah, when she we, wasn't terrible. When we heard and reported that they... That he went to her apartment and they filmed like the idea I had of what they filmed mm-hmm. would have been like her like in a corner like yep. this like no she was herself and yep. she was making jokes and smiling and being like hey, you know I have no friends yep. um the scar is visible yeah that is a scar and it's a nail it's, it's a literally nail. a mo- half moon shape yeah it's, it's a, a half nail. summer moon shape I actually believed Sheena's ex- explanation of it like she might have just cut her with her. like she didn't I don't think she pulled her arm back and wound up and no, punched her I I believe Sheena's explanation but Raquel did have a mark uh visible a wound and it was also visible in her interview when she's covered with makeup yeah but she only had like a two second interview why did they only show they got like no Raquel footage no it was but weird. like she went and sat down for an interview and they only included like one sound bite. And also, what the fuck else did she say? Think about that time period as well. She was like doing TMZ and then she filmed the reunion. Like, there actually was a decent amount of time where before she went MIA. Yeah, she did the TMZ like literally two days before the reunion, I think. Mm. But she sat down on a green screen for an interview at yeah. like once. We and saw they one only clip. Saw, showed us one clip. What? And the one clip was like crazy. Yeah. What else did she say? I don't know. I just, I wanna see that interview. And Raquel, as we know it, is still in this facility. Yeah. It's crazy. So do you think they broke up? No. No, not unless the letter had said that. Right. But I feel like the letter could have said that if she really, like, is doing deep... If the, if Therapy. The, if the facility accomplishes what it's set what out it to should. accomplish... She should break up with him. Right. Yeah. And no. that would come in the form of a letter. Dear Tom, I see it all now that I'm gone. Don't you think 28's too young to be played by your dark, twisted games when you, when I loved you so? I gotta go. I think that's what it said. I think that's what it says too. Well, it's not over yet. We Dear got three Tom, parts for you. version. Literally. That's our title today. Remember it. Wait, Write it down. Also, there was a little more, there was a couple more headlines that I just wanted to make sure that we talked about. Okay. I thought the most interesting tidbit from the episode was Lala claiming that Tom Sandoval cheated with Billy, Billy. Lee. With Billy Lee. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And on Watch Rabbin's Live, he pressed her about it. He was like, who is this person? Who's the third person that you you know the infidelity about? She said it's somebody in Bravo. No, she didn't say Bravo. She said not in the show universe. But he said, is it someone in the Bravo universe? She said not the show universe. And Andy's never met them. Makes me think it's like some sort of influencer or something. I need to know. I need to Because Andy's met Billy. Right, because Billy was at a reunion. Right. But then also very recently, Sandoval was paparazzi with Billy. Yeah, they're friends. There's something there. There's something there that wasn't there before. I, and the fact that that came up at a reunion, it was unaired footage. What like the, the fuck? What you, what you show us crap. It's so true. Even that if was there shocking. was like no truth to the rumor, like the fact that there's a rumor going around about two cast members committing I, infidelity, my, like let us know. I was floored by that revelation and floored. that footage. And I'm going to need more. Yeah. I'm going to need Lala to explain herself. Maybe Lala her investigates. Yeah. Just explain what you meant when you said that. Yep. Explain what you meant. Question mark. Exclamation point. And I don't think it was just one person. I think it was just the one person that's confirmed. Yeah. Miami girl. One this person. Because Tom Sandoval Raquel. said it was one person. But Tom Sandoval's a liar. Yeah. He's a liar. 
Sandoval's a liar. And then Raquel. Yeah. Uh, as so far just, as we know. I thought that was No, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, and that's it. But it's... But it's so not it. It's not it. We have three weeks, three more weeks of reunion and I can't wait. Yeah, same. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Introducing the bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, the bed from Thuma has a modern minimalist design that helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. The bed is put together using the timeless technique of Japanese joinery. Each piece locks into place, meaning no tools or excess hardware are required for assembly. With clean lines, subtle curves, and lifestyle-enhancing details, the bed is simple sophistication for the bedroom. Now, Jackie, I know you're the owner, a proud owner of a Thuma bed. Proud owner. Tell us all about it, the process, the journey. The process, I'm so happy to say, was so unremarkable in the sense that it was extremely quick, no fights broke out, and we have this gorgeous bed. So when you're putting together furniture, you don't want it to be a memory experience so because true. it's never going to be memorable for a good reason so true it's going to be a fight that you guys are always going to cite yep. and reference and yep. the next time you go furniture shopping you're going to be like is it going to be like you know the bed assembly of 2018 with Thuma there's none of that they're keeping beds together and relationships together with their easy to assemble Japanese joinery Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty it ships right to your door in three easy to maneuver boxes and takes about five minutes to set up with no tools required super easy to build yourself create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite but at home with the bed by Thuma and now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co slash toast, that's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash T-O-A-S-T for a $25 credit. Today's episode is also brought to you by Kariuma, and Jax is wearing her Kariuma shoes today. You've been wearing them all week. Kariuma. Uma, uma, uma. Carry, carry, uma. <laughs> So Kariuma is the cool, sustainable sneaker company made for life on and off the board. Warmer days are ahead and we all need a staple shoe to carry us through the summer and beyond. When it comes to days spent in the sunshine and on your feet, Kariuma's got you covered with effortless style, unmatched comfort, and premium quality worn by celebrities like Ashton Kutcher and Jackie Ostray. And Jackie Ostray. And praised by publications like Vogue and GQ. So Jax, tell me about your Kariuma shoes. As a pregnant lady, you need full support. You do. I got them a few weeks ago. I've been wearing them every single day on the show. I've gotten a lot of questions like, what are these shoes Jax is wearing? And I wanted to wait to share until we could share our code because we do have one for you guys. And they're just so cute and stylish. Like yesterday, I was wearing a polished outfit and they worked. Today, I'm wearing a cozy outfit and they work. They're just the shoe that you need in your closet. You do. Um, The Kariuma company is a B Corp certified and has a dedicated restoration program based in the Brazilian rainforest. So, you know, for every pair of sneakers sold, Kariuma is planting two trees and they've already planted over 2 million trees to date. They ship their sneakers free and fast in the USA and they offer worldwide shipping and 60 day free returns. They deliver right to your door using single box recycled packaging. And for a limited time, like Jackie said, we do have a code. Toast listeners can get an exclusive 15% off your pair of Kariuma sneakers when they go to kariuma.com slash toast. Kariuma is spelled C-A-R-I-U-M-A dot com slash toast for 15% off. For a limited time, Kariuma dot com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our next story is a kind of layered. Okay. Because yesterday, a report came out that shaken Meghan Markle and Prince Harry were involved in a near-fatal paparazzi chase in New York City. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are extremely upset and shaken after being involved in a near-catastrophic two-hour paparazzi chase in New York City on Tuesday night after the event that we talked about yesterday where she was looking gorgeous and he was looking... (laughs) Frightly. 
where she got her award for the Women of Vision. Um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, who were traveling with Megan's mom, Doria, were pursued by photographers after leaving the Ziegfeld Theater. The trio left the event in an SUV around 10 p.m. and were immediately followed by around 12 paparazzi paparazzi page six is told they eventually decided to ditch their original vehicle and jump into a yellow cab in hopes of evading photogs a source claims the insider alleges that one cameraman hit a car while another almost ran over an nypd officer during the near quote near fatal chase it started off with 12 paparazzi then ended up with four chasing chasing maggie megan harry maggie That's a cute couple name. Yeah, it is. Megan, Harry, and Doria. Their security tried their best to lose the photographers. Once in the taxi, Harry used his cell phone to record the ensuing melee. We're told security was also recording to gather evidence. Paparazzi were confronted by uniformed police officers, but ignored warnings and continued tracing the trio we hear. Um... Then a rep for the Sussexes claimed that last night the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Miss Ragland were involved in a near-catastrophic car chase at the hands of a ring of highly aggressive paparazzi. This relentless pursuit lasting over two hours resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two NYPD officers. While being a public figure comes with a level of interest from the public, it should never come at the cost of anyone's safety. Agreed. So that's an obviously harrowing story. Well, especially like, hello, we were all here like his mother died in a car car chase with paparazzi so it feels very like history repeating itself energy yes so then yesterday more details were coming out about the um the chase a few different uh people spoke on it who were involved the mayor the mayor who's not involved the but the mayor loves a celebrity you know he's getting involved no you know he's getting involved we'll share what he said the nypd put out a statement and the taxi driver and that's who i want to hear from shared a Gave a, a video interview. I will say, like, I know they got they got into, like, their armored-tinted cars, and they couldn't shake four of the 12 paparazzi. I don't think getting into a yellow cab without tinted windows and with an untrained driver, like, to evade paparazzi, you have to, it's a specific trait. Like, yes, actually, New York City cab drivers are some of the best drivers in the world, but it's still not the scale. I don't think that was the wisest decision. No, so, I mean, I understand... Why they did it. We always say, too, like, if people want to draw Blend less attention in. to themselves, like, don't come with armored vehicles. Get in the station wagon. And, yeah, exactly. So they were in their car, and they were being pursued, and they went to a police precinct on 67th oh. Street, and where they, like, filed this complaint and waited it out, and then their security guard hailed them a taxi to take them the rest of the mm. way. A taxi being less um, obvious. Conspicuous. Conspicuous than their vehicle. But the taxi driver said, so the taxi driver started to drive and paparazzi spotted them, was taking pictures of them. So they asked the taxi driver to circle back to the precinct so that they could go back there. The taxi driver. Was there um, anyone in the cab with them or just three? Just the three of them, I think. Not a good call by the security guy. Maybe they were in other vehicles. Maybe. He said he picked up Harry, Meghan and an older woman he didn't recognize. Um, and a security guard, sorry, and a okay. security guard in his yellow cab at about 11 p.m. outside the New York police precinct on East 67th Street. They were staying uptown. Um, and he said that he got the impression from the group that they had already been pursued by the paparazzi before entering his car. After a few minutes, the security guard grew concerned about the photographers around them and asked him to return to the police station because they got cut off by a garbage truck. This is just like New York City things. Wait, what? 
they were driving and a garbage truck so pulled up that and they can't move. And so then there's paparazzi. Oh, they were like, that's just unfortunate. Next to them taking pictures. The guard thought they were too exposed and didn't want their location shared more widely. He turned and headed north up Madison Avenue, driving back to the pickup point. He estimated the journey was in 10 minutes. He said, though, I don't think I would call it a chase. I never felt like I was in danger. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a car chase in a movie. They were quiet and seemed scared, but it's New York. It's safe. Plus, if you're a New Yorker, you know that there's you, not anywhere to go. It is quite, it is physically impossible for a car chase to occur in the streets of New York, maybe on the FDR or the West Side Highway, but it is physically impossible. The streets are tiny. Like there's always double parked cars. There's nowhere to drive. Like you can't go tw- over 20 miles an hour in New York City. So let alone a two hour car chase, a car chase. They might have been being followed and I'm sure that they were, but a car chase is, you know, we all think OJ. Yeah. But I think the whole ordeal was two hours from the time they left the yeah. event to the time they got to their destination. I will say. But it wasn't like two hours of cars ripping through the streets. Right, right. Chasing each other down. mayhem. I will say, the paparazzi are so out of control and like really so disrespectful and like nothing they get is ever enough. Having said that, it sounds like a lot of bad calls were made by her security detail. I cannot imagine why anybody thought it would be a good idea to put her in a yellow cab when there's still paparazzi around. The one thing, all right, if paparazzi are following you, you're in your armored tinted vehicle, they can't get a photo of you. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't, like, that's just a horrible idea. And then to go back to the precinct, like. And to get out of the car twice along right. the way. This honestly, like, it sounds like a bunch of morons are in charge of them, honestly. Like, that's really dumb. Yes. Oh, and to go to the precinct, Period. You're in the. Do you know how hard it is for them all to get in the car with the paparazzi? They're in the car. Just go home. You, someone can go to the precinct for you. You can file a report. You can call the police. I'm sure they have special connections to the police. To get out of the car midway, like that's that's just bad security. Maybe they didn't know, want paparazzi to know where they were staying. So to make it to their final I'm sure paparazzi already knows where they're staying. Okay. Well, Mayor Adams then said in a press conference on Wednesday, it's clear that the press, the paparazzi, they want to get the right shot, but public safety must always be at the forefront. He was especially concerned that two of their police officers could have been injured and said while he found it, quote, hard to believe that there was a two-hour high-speed chase, <laughs> even an incident lasting 10 minutes could have been extremely dangerous. No, by the way, I am sure, like, I don't think anyone's lying. Like, I'm sure that, like... They're really hyper sensitive. They are hyper sensitive to uh, given the mom, given the situation. Even when we watched Harry and Meghan the documentary, there was a scene where they're like on the West yep. Side Highway, and there's paparazzi that are following them as paparazzi do, and they are visibly shaken, shaken by it. But like, and it's just an unfortunate byproduct of being a public figure you know like when the kardashians come to new york they are hounded Hounded. and i think they experience like a lot of really big like the biggest names experience this all the time but it hits different for harry given his history of course with the media and the cars right so i don't think that they're lying but i do think they're probably like i don't even think they're intentionally dramatizing it because to them it was probably so traumatizing and like so real but like the facts but we, you know, we say this as somebody who wasn't there, you know? I'm sure yeah. I'd be freaked out too. No, like, I just, I was just watching Kardashian's Hulu and Kim goes to Miami and there's like pulled up at a red light and uh, uh, there's yeah. paparazzi everywhere. And so, I, and there's car paparazzi and there's, yeah, uh, on their foot paparazzi and bike paparazzi. And I'm sure that's exactly what this was. It just, it's different when Harry's experiencing Connection. it because he is so traumatized when I heard this story I was actually thinking because we haven't seen any sort of relationship between Meghan Markle and the Kardashians um and actually based on what she said about like housewives and feminism on her podcast I feel like she'd probably hate the Kardashians but they could probably help her like they 
are probably like the queens of paparazzi and letting the paparazzi see them when they want and when they don't want. And they have all, whenever I'm watching the show, I'm always like shook at like just these little things that they do. And you know what? I'm sure they could actually like swap info and I think they would probably be helpful. But I don't, I feel like I just get the vibe she just probably doesn't like them. I feel like they met and it just like didn't click. Click. Because like they were both at Ellen's birthday party. That's the most recent thing. Yeah. And I, I do feel like Kim and Megan would have things. They would be friends. So the fact that they're not is because like they're not. Right. And also Megan just hired one of Kim's former security guards. We always know as lay people where the Kardashians are staying when they come to New York because they take pictures outside their hotel. Like I think that's just a fact that they've accepted. Yeah. But it's about the security that they have. Of the hotel. Of the hotel. You know, they the people in on the ground in the rooms like Yes, I agree. They could maybe learn something. You know, like, I just feel like the Kardashians are honestly, like, of all the famous people right now, probably the most well-versed in paparazzi culture. And security because yeah, of Kim. because of Kim, exactly. Yes. So this was like a cra- everyone coming out of the woodwork to tell their side of the story. The cab driver, the mayor, oh, I was, like, also, cracking up. Also, Backgrid Photo Agency has put out a of statement they denying that, um, that they were in danger during this car chase. I'm just sure paparazzi doing their job. these paparazzis were being animals. Like, I'm, look, I'm, I've seen footage. Like, they're animals. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, to Harry and Meghan, it also is felt more worse than it is because it's heightened. Exactly. It's heightened. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. That was crazy. That was crazy. I was just, just like, everyone getting, I missed like, it. The fact that the mayor is like weighing in. Of course he is. On some traffic violations. One, but also if, if paparazzi are speeding and in danger and about to hit a police officer and about to hit pedestrians, like ticket them. Right. Stop them in their tracks. Right. Right. No? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like literally the least shocking thing that this mayor spoke out. Like he is obsessed, no, obsessed. with celebrity. Honestly, it's like the one thing I kind of relate to him on. Like he's so thirsty. He goes to the opening of an envelope. Like he's unbelievably thirsty. And so like the two, literally the biggest, most famous people in the country right now were in your city and said something happened with your police department. Like press conference. <laughs> I'm here. It's honestly like a sitcom. Like yes. Uh, um, Parks and Rec. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. A little bit of information about the saga between Kim and Croy. What? A report says that Kim is demanding Croy Bearman be tested for drugs and she fears for the kid's safety. Oh, I really never got that vibe from him. Marijuana. Kim, oh my God, the drama. Kim is accusing a strange husband, Croy Bearman, of having a drug problem, according to court documents obtained by TMZ on Wednesday. She reportedly filed a petition requesting that the former NFL players submit a drug test amid their ongoing divorce. The procedure would invi- include a five-panel hair follicle drug screen per the report. According to TMZ, Kim has allegedly witnessed Croy smoking marijuana and has concerns about the safety of their four minor children. Oh my God, he's going off the deep end. According to legal experts, weed is not legal in the state of Georgia where oh. the exes reside. Also, like there are degrees of marijuana. Yeah, of course. Oh, I saw him smoking a blunt once. Like, right, but, after a long day. But if she's going to split custody with him and he's high every single day, you don't want your kids around that. Do you think you could be addicted to pot? Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you never met someone who's addicted to pot? I don't pot? think I have. I don't th- you don't know that many people though, but... Uh, Yes. No, pot is extremely addictive. And then it's also like degenerative for your life. Yeah, because it's like like a slow. Yeah, like once in a while, yeah, you want to kick back, take it easy. But if you're doing that every single day, like I could understand as a a parent, that's not the environment you want your kid in. So there are so many degrees to what this story could be. But I found that interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, the headline is misleading. I'm like, oh, he's railing lines of and course. injecting heroin, you know, of all the drugs to be doing. But they're in the midst of a custody battle, so you do kind of sling anything you can. No, and you use the person, like the worst, not that smoking pot is a bad thing about you, but in the eyes of the law, you're going to use everything you got because you want to A, make your partner look worst, 
and make you look best yeah. so you can get a favorable custody. But you could have legitimate concerns about your kids being yes. in the custody of someone who is recreationally right. doing drugs. I'm going to think it's probably like a strategic legal move as opposed to like him being strung out on pot, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know Me enough. neither. But I just never got like the vibe from him that he's like. Well, clearly so, something's changed with yeah, one of them true. or both of them. And but like as a father, he's like so active, you know, like let's go play football. Like I don't see him as like, hey, let's sit on the couch and be potatoes. Like he was always trying to get the kids like in the pool, at the golf. Like he's very, he's an active, he's an athlete. Yeah. And of course I'm talking about a TV show, so I don't know the person. And this was five years ago, but that's just based on, you know, my, my research. What you've seen. Yeah. But we haven't seen things in a few years. No, we haven't. So we don't know what's going on. We don't. Maybe, you know. Cameras need to roll in order for me to make a decision. He got into marijuana and he, and he can't get out of it. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. It's it is like, a gateway drug. It's a real thing to like, if you smoke every single day. Yeah. You do know people who smoke every single day, actually. I do. Yes. But they, like, to me, they don't seem like addicted. Like, when I think addicted, I think like rehab. Do people go to rehab for pot? No, because I don't think it's taken that seriously. And I also think like typically if you're like addicted to pot, it's not just pot. Like it winds up being some yes, other like stuff too. pills or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. So. I don't know that many people. You don't. So I am a woman of the no, world. No, you know actually, you know a lot of people. Not on like a personal level, I guess. Yeah. I, I just know. feel like I have a lot, like Uba, like I have so many friends. <laughs> I have a million friends. Like, just ask Uba, my bestie. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? No. No? Is it the story that's brought to you by Bigger Than Beauty? Yes. All right. Bigger Than Beauty Skincare. So Thrive Cosmetics, the brand that you guys know we love, the award-winning mascara, they just launched a new skincare brand dedicated to making conscientious, innovative, vegan products that blend nourishing ingredients for a powerful impact. So their products feature dermatologist-recommended formulas that deliver transformative results. I love that it's like a brand that we know and trust starting a skincare brand because skincare is like tough. You know, it all looks good and then you look at the ingredients and it's like trash. Sus. But Thrive Cosmetics is a brand that we use lip products, eye products from. And so them creating skincare is fabulous because we know we can trust it mm -hmm. so here are some of their fabulous products that i'm loving gel cleanser i love a gel cleanser i love gel cleanser so their rich gel cleanser removes daily impurities waterproof makeup and it leaves your skin feeling hydrated and balanced they also have the liquid brilliant super serum it is instantly brightening your skin with a blend of vitamins and plant extracts for a healthier looking glowy complexion it's packed with high potency blend of niacinamide and amino acids and it visibly smooths the look of fine lines and brightens dullness um they also have the defying defying gravity eye lifting cream so it has green tea and caffeine in it it will visibly reduce the appearance of dullness, darkness, dark circles, puffiness, and it'll give you firmer, brighter skin under your eye area, which can always be a really kind of thin layer of skin and just look decrepit if you don't take care of it. Um, it's a good choice. It's a good choice for your skin, but also for your routine. You can simplify your skincare regimen with products that deliver real results more efficiently. Simplify your routine, amplify your impact with a brand new skincare that's bigger than beauty. Get 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash toast20. That's thrive C-A-U-S-E medics.com slash toast 20 for 20% off your order. That's T-O-A-S-T-2-0. Thrivecosmetics.com slash toast 20. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our next story is a little romance news oh. that's gone the way of oh. the horse and buggy. Add them to the list. Billie Eilish and oh, Jesse Rutherford 
break up after less than a year as a rep says they remain good friends. No love lost for me. I didn't even know who this person was. He was like a little bit weirdly older than her. And she had that like weird cringy quote about him and that was it. She's like, imagine like the hottest fucking guy. Like him not only knowing who I am, but like also being able to fucking pull him. That's what she said. And honestly, I haven't been able to look at her the same since. And haven't been able to look at the relationship the same since. So now that it's over, I think we can like resume. I'm just like happy to like move on, like pretend like this never happened, honestly. Yeah. I hope she's okay. Like I never stand. No, I don't know who he is. Honestly, he could come over and kiss me on the mouth and I would say, sir, who are you? Like, I don't even know what he looks like. Yeah. And I'm okay. And I I never really wanted to know who he was, you know? No. This was information just kind of like thrust upon me. No, because it's also just your relationship to Billy as well. Like if Taylor was dating Jesse Rutherford, all of a sudden... We love Jesse Oh my God, did you hear about this open letter? What? The Swifties are unwell. What? There's an open letter like somebody wrote to Taylor, signed all the Swifties. Like, bitch, don't include me in your fucking letter, okay? What's They're all mad about Maddie. Because he's problematic? They said he's anti-Semitic, so of course my ears went up. And I watched the footage and honestly... I didn't find it offensive, and I low-key found it funny. So I don't know what everyone's yeah, talking about. Yeah, they're labeling him with all the labels. Right. I saw a bunch of the, um, you know, works cited. And I think he's just like a, a crazy provocateur. Right. I don't think he is all of those things. I don't think he's anti-Semitic. I, I don't think he's a saw. Nazi like Hitler. No. Like, I, I don't think, think he's, he's a Nazi. I don't think he's a Nazi. Like, I think if I'm just like kind of going to say something crazy, like I think it was a joke. And honestly, don't quote me on this, but like... <laughs> Sometimes right time, right place. A Nazi salute joke is funny. I'm sorry. It a joke is. can be funny. A joke can be funny. A joke can be funny. Listen, I actually did a Nazi salute joke like with all my Jewish friends in Nashville. I'm like, they thought it was hilarious. But like, I can do it. It killed. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. No, it literally like annihilated. <laughs> See, you guys, it could be funny. It could be funny. <laughs> so I like don't think he's a serious Nazi. And so all the pe- everyone was sending me like anti-Semitic stuff and it wasn't compelling. So then I just figured that I'm not going to go down the rabbit all hole. All of the works cited are not compelling. Yeah. And I'm sure he said stuff that like I maybe wouldn't agree with or maybe I thought the joke was too far. That doesn't make someone a bad person. And so no. um, it doesn't mean that Taylor shouldn't date them. And the idea that the fans are going to tell Taylor what to do with her, her personal her life. life. And the idea that the fans know Maddie better than Taylor. Mm-hmm. Taylor who's spending every day with him for mm-hmm. a few months that they know something about him that she, she doesn't, doesn't know. know and that she should act on is a real it's a, a joke. level of delusion it's a joke that's why like i think like please don't don't write open letters on behalf of other people like you don't speak for me how many people signed it so far I, I don't think it was like a petition i think it was just like a letter honestly i don't know but like everyone was talking about it on tiktok i'm like these people have lost their fucking minds these people have lost their fucking minds but I do, we've lost the plot i feel like right it hasn't gotten like loud enough for it to actually affect taylor as we've seen no, she doesn't even look at stuff about herself it's online. still on my like niche community like it's not big yet also like taylor dating like someone um like controversial controversial i kind of like that for her me too because she's always like goody goody like doing whatever everyone wants like no yeah take the anti-semite queen love that for you (laughs) yeah yeah maybe next it'll be jesse rutherford though or yeah i was just gonna make like an actual bad joke that like wouldn't have been funny so i use my judgment and we love that but what does he do who Jesse Rutherford. Not a clue. Oh, he does something that inspires her, though. Like, I think it's music. Inspires her. Remember? Because that's what she said. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How would she know who he was? Right. No, like, I, the level of care is just not there for me on this story. Yeah, no, I sat here for 40 minutes picking stories. Sorry, I was late. Oh, my God, rub no, it in my face. No, it wasn't about you. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Just to, sh- like, and I. That was the last resort. Like, because it's all about Scandal. Yeah. And yeah. at a certain point, I needed to just make a choice shake it up Chicago it's all about choices 
life is and all you know, about it's choices. good it led us to talk about uh, that all the maddie drama yeah no and that was funny like i'm i'm not mad you're not matty I'm not Maddie. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you. Remember earlier in the week we were talking about the name Maddie and I said, you know, my favorite show, Awkward. Yeah. Guess who DM'd me? You're not going to know what it means, but I'll explain it. Greer Grammer. She's on Awkward. She was on Awkward, the show I was talking about. And she's about. also Kelsey Grammer's daughter. And she's a toaster. She's like, I've been listening for years. I was like dying when you brought up Awkward. I'm like, you're, I was literally malfunctioning. I'm like, what? you're a toaster? Wonder what she thinks about Camille Grammer. Maybe I'll ask her that if she's like, she Camille's daughter? No, no, no. Okay. That's actually, look at me. I got to stop talking and like answering. No, she I don't is think so. or she isn't. You know what I mean? Like well, she that is true. She either so is. I feel like she might not be because, no, because I don't remember Camille Camille's having, kids were so young. No, yeah. her mother is Barry Bruckner. Okay. Actor, uh, a makeup artist. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just like something exciting that happened to me today. That's cool. Thanks so for while, sharing. While Taylor won't listen to the ho- toast, Career grammar well, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Final another, story. Another story that I passed a number of times before, before I eventually it. chose it. Okay. Chloe Kardashian <laughs> is slamming the exhausting rumors about her and Tristan Thompson's relationship status. This is newsworthy. I'll give you it. Yeah. So Chloe wants people to stop talking about her relationship with ex-love Tristan. Chloe, you and I want the same thing. Literally. Like, she said, stop pushing this narrative. It's tiring. She added in response to a fan page screenshot from Dumois that read Kim supporting Tristan at the Lakers game. What is going on? Do you think melting every time, face emoji. What uh, does this emoji connote? I don't know. Like I'm melting? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like the Wicked Witch? Every time a celebrity either like directly calls out Dumois or like something like this, do you think like Dumois like dies inside? I feel like it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. I feel like it's case by case how Dumas feels about yeah. it. I okay. feel like this one is, Dumas didn't like say anything. She just like posted someone asking a question. Right. So I think, I think Chloe's more so responding to that fan than like Dumas for platforming For Because you know, a lot of people had questions. I think we sat here yeah. and asked a question as well. I think we did. Can I ask you a question? Why was Kim Kardashian sitting at the Lakers game while North had a poster that said Tristan Thompson? Simple questions. Yep. But Chloe has the answers. Stop pushing this narrative. It's tiring. Uh, Dumois had said, posted, allegedly he's back with Coco, so maybe she's soft launching the idea so everyone is prepared and doesn't give Coco a hard time. Like, stop calling her Coco if you, you literally don't, don't know, know what's her. going on. Like, that's what her nieces and nephews call like, her. I wouldn't even call her Coco. Never. And I stand. I would never, never speak such libel about her. She said, I suppose you guys will continue the narrative you want regardless of what I say, so what's the point? It's exhausting, but I learned people will only understand to the level of their own perception. Most are stuck at believing the lies because it's the narrative they want to fuel. Have fun. I mean, some things are just as simple as they seem. A family member supporting another family member, especially during a difficult time in life. Example, just how I support Scott and will forever support him. He's my brother. Love that. It's not just an NBA stage. Sad new world. If there's no photos, people think it didn't really happen. But yes, I see Scott often. Some things really are just as they are. No, that's a decent example. Yeah, no, the thing is, is like nothing they're doing is abnormal for their relationship with Tristan, who's True's father. But it's also not abnormal what they're doing if he, she, he was in a relationship with Chloe. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're both, like, everything they're doing is something normal you do with your sister's boyfriend and something normal you do with your cousin's dad. Like, so it, it, it is easy for people to jump to conclusions. Yeah. But she cleared it up. Cool. Yeah, she did clear it up. She's been clearing up, like, some stuff recently. She's really been feeling, like, text I on. I love the direct communication. But I also feel like 
Chloe, like, I mean, it's her phone. She probably sees everything about her all the time. And apparently she was like walking into the hotel in New York and people were chanting Courtney yep, at her. Yep. And so she posted that to her story as well. Um, and I just feel like she winds up like giving a lot of energy to things that don't require require it and like shouldn't matter so much to her considering like she needs to zoom out. I agree. But I'm sure it's almost impossible for her and it's literally they're chanting it at her. Yeah. But like the fact that you're going to say to your like 60 million followers something that like 20 people did. Mm-hmm. I, Perhaps the video was going viral. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. It's like not the biggest deal in the world. No, it's not. And I'm sure like I, I, I really feel for her because the amount of anxiety that she suffers from being in the public eye right now like is more than ever before. And she was actually the sister who was like had the, the highest best tolerance it. for it yeah. to start. So I think she's really like suffering. I just I wish she could find a way to like see her herself the way that most of I us know. normal fucking people I see know. her. I know. If you ever get a chance to meet her, you should tell her that. I honestly feel like it would like really move her. Honestly, that was beautiful. Thanks, Claudia. So we'll clip it. Maybe we'll clip it and we could tag her. Yeah. Because she sees her Instagram. So true. She sees what people have to say. Maybe Dumois could repost it for us. For so us. She'll see so it. it really kind of gets on across her desk. Love you, Chloe. Let's put that at the end. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's that. That's that. On that. I've been wearing a bodysuit since 7 a.m. Yeah, you have like... I can't stop need, moving. You're going to need surgery. No, Jackie, if I literally put my fingers down my throat, I could pull the bodysuit out of my mouth. If you pick your wedgie one more time on the I, show, I'm we're going to get canceled. I'm literally like this bodysuit is up my fucking pussy. Like it's insane. So we don't want you to get a UTI. Right. So I got to go. She's got to go before her urinary tracts and infection. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to do every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and our podcast can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast of Five Star Review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow for a very special edition of Friday's episode because we will be doing Dear Toasters. I won't make fun of edition. Thank you. Have a great day. Love you. Bye.